0: Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove, and I'm a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. I want to explore and highlight some of the things that dancers do outside of the studio. What fuels your creativity? What keeps you grounded? What are your other passions outside of dance that make you, you? So that's what I'm here to talk about. Dancers doing the stuff they love. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. It is officially season two. We're in 2021. Um, I'm so excited to kick off this season with an amazing guest, Keenan Cooks, a wonderful friend of mine and such a great dancer, teacher, choreographer. He shares so, so many cool stories in this interview Stories. I just I can't even spoil it. You're just gonna have to listen to it. Um, And of course, we made a craft while we were talking. We painted um, some frames, hanging frames. I don't know how else to describe it. It's like three picture frames all connected that you can hang. Um, And it was really cute. I was so engaged listening to Keenan speak that all I managed to do was paint the frames just boring white. Not even any details or decorations. So I think you guys will really enjoy this episode. Um, As always, make sure that you go head on over to the YouTube channel, Essentially Haley, so that you can see The video of Keenan, I actually put two videos of him dancing because I couldn't pick just one Um, and definitely subscribe over there and follow the Dancers Doing Stuff Instagram. Um, There's so many cool guests coming this season Um, and if you would like to be a guest, definitely email me at essentiallyhaley at gmail.com and yeah, I think that's all of the announcements so we can get right into the interview. Let's get started. Hello everyone! Welcome back to season two. This is the official first episode of season two and if you follow me on Instagram you know that there was slight difficulties getting here but we made it and I'm so so excited to introduce my guest for today. He is a dear friend of mine, a Boston native, um, who, what else could I say? I mean, I have a whole bio here. It's very—we're very professional uh, in theory this season. So I'm gonna actually read you his official bio. So. Keenan Cooks was born and raised in Boston, Mass, and he began dancing at the age of 14. In 2008, Keenan moved to New York City to pursue to pursue dance professionally. Since moving to New York City, he has danced with artists such as Big Sean, Jennifer Lopez, Nicki Minaj, Neo, Flo Rida, Kendrick Lamar, Prince Roy- Royce, and Haley Seinfeld. As a choreographer, Keenan has worked with Cardi B, Meek Mill, David Guetta, J Balvin, BB Re Re Rexa, mm. bad, bad at speaking. Yo Gotti and Kelly roland Keenan taught internationally in Japan, South Korea, China, Peru, Spain, Germany, France, Argentina, Argentina, oh my goodness, England, Italy, Switzerland, Israel, Canada and South Africa. He's on faculty at New York City's Top Studio Broadway Dance Center and is guest faculty at Movement Lifestyle and Millennium Dance Complex in Los Angeles. <laughs> so um, as I always love to do, I love to share a video. I couldn't pick just one um, so I picked two videos of Keenan because uh, Watching him dance makes me happy. And also these are two combos that I learned from him and this is how they're supposed to be done if you've ever seen a video of me doing them on my personal Instagram. (laughs) So let's watch the video. I just love watching Keenan dance and he's also just an amazing human, an amazing friend to me, which I'm so grateful for. Um, And I'm so excited to bring him on. So let's give him a big round of applause and
1: <laughs>
0: Yay! we did it you're here i mean i'm not even surprised that you already are bringing so much joy in the comments because you just as a human uh like i feel like you just bring so much joy into this world which is like we have needed that so much in 2020 i've been so grateful for just having you in my life this pandemic Even in in the whole time of my whole life, but especially during this year. So welcome. You are the first guest of season two. Let's go. (laughs) It was it was a journey getting here. We had we had a lot of drama. Mostly the drama was mostly because of the craft, which is what we're going to start with. Oh, and we also before we start with the craft, we have another comment He got that dancing from his grandma. So (laughs) let the people know. (laughs) So before we talk dance, before we talk personal life, all that stuff, we're going to be doing a craft. And this craft has been a long time coming. It was a journey to get it. Here's a picture of our beautiful friends and family pre-made (laughs) and no it's gonna be so good and so I picked this craft for you specifically because I know how important your family and friends are to you and because you recently I mean it's not recent anymore but you have your own big time apartment so I tried to pick out colors that I know are in your apartment for the paint but feel free to like I tried to remember. It's been a long time since I've been anywhere but my own apartment. But um, So we picked up, or I picked up, these, uh, these cute frames, which we'll obviously replace with pictures that are really meaningful and not these creepy white people. But, um, <laughs> and also, for anyone out there, hot tip, the Michaels on the Upper West Side is going out of business. So 70% off. Who knew? I didn't, and I showed up and waited an hour to get inside. But everything is very cheap, so highly recommend. So basically, I mean, this is, like, a very easy craft. Um, All you have to do is paint the frame however you want it. So you could do just, like, you could do designs. You could do, like, there's some different brushes I got you. There's, like, circle brushes, and you could do little polka dots. You could do whatever your heart's content. Um, And while we do that, we're just going to talk dance. I want to, I mean, I know some of your background just because we're both from Boston. Well, I'm from Somerville, so technically not Boston, but one, four miles away. So... You know, my mom loves to call you our Boston boy. She's always upset. <laughs> She's like, how's our Boston boy doing? And I'm like, I think he's good. You follow him on Instagram. You you see. But um, yeah, so I'm just going to start off with some boring white paint and just okay. see what happens, but
1: I'm a, I'm a start you, with yellow.
0: yeah, I that's cute. You that's might have, there might be like a little uh, thing at the bottom that you have to take you. off. Yeah, Yeah. but for everyone who's listening, so obviously I said you're from Boston, tell everyone a little bit about just, like, your background, where you grew up, dancing, everything. Oh, we've got so Uh, much hype for you today in the comments.
1: (laughs) Um, well, I, my mom was a dancer, uh, when I was younger, um, so naturally, like, My mom being my mom, I wanted to do what she wanted to do. Uh, She was a single mom, no dad around. Really A shout
0: up. out to your mom because she's literally the greatest person ever. I've never gotten to meet her in person, but I feel like I know her from seeing her online.
1: <laughs> she's the bomb. Um, but yeah, so she danced so naturally. Um, I wanted to dance. Um, I didn't know to what capacity, where my life was going to end up, but that was just it for me. Um, when I was 14 is kind of when I started taking dance seriously. I uh, went to Boston Arts Academy which is a Performer Arts High School in Boston. Um, I came to the audition with my mother in this baby blue uh, jogging suit. I had this like <laughs> hip-hop dance all ready to go. Like, I I don't know, in my head, I thought I was gonna be coming to this school and like doing hip-hop and street styles and all that stuff. And they put my ass on a ballet bar. <laughs> um, I had no idea what I was doing. I just remember following this boy in front of me like with these weird hands and I'm doing all this stuff. And I got into the school. I know that I got in because I was a boy (laughs) and they just needed more boys. But, um, I think the cool thing was once I got into the school and I saw like, like ballet and modern and all these different styles, naturally like the Leo in me, the competitive person wanted to become great at these things. So it wasn't really about like, Oh, I got to wear tights oh I got to do ballet. I wanted to be great. Um, so yeah, I, I did that for four years. Um, uh, that was amazing. It was like a different experience for me. It was really dope. Uh, I graduated high school in 2012 and I moved my ass right to New York. Um, I went to Marymount uh, from 2012 to two, 2008, to 2012. Sorry. Um, and yeah, that was like my first time like being in New York on my own. Like I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know where to start. I didn't like I didn't know anything. Um, But I do remember when I was working in Boston, um, I would watch Luam videos on YouTube and I would watch Rhapsody videos on YouTube. So the first class that I actually took was uh, Luam's class. And from that moment, I was literally like broke as a joke. (laughs) I only had (laughs) I would make like one fifty a week or something. So I would save my money, take my seventy five dollars and get a five class card at BDC. And I would take five classes every two weeks and figure it out figure it out i thought i was so much good at that time but i was horrible (laughs) um but i was still training still training getting better um i would make my my class schedule in school according to the classes that i wanted to take so luam's class was at night so that was easy for school but then i wanted to take cheryl i wanted to take neil i wanted to take rhapsody so i literally would make my schedule so i could take these dance classes um I didn't really know anything about the commercial world, but I just knew that I needed to be good. I needed to be undeniable. In 2011, I auditioned for Rhapsody's Motivated Excellence program, and that's what really changed my life and brought me on this course um, to dance. Um, So her program was like the first commercial dance program for uh, commercial dancers. Uh, So we had it five times a week, every damn day, from 9 to 5. Towards the wow. end of the pro- towards the end of the program, I was actually still in college, my senior year. So I would either go to school, have my classes in the morning, and then go to program, or do program and then go to school after. When we had breaks, I was doing homework, I was typing papers. Um, wow. But I just knew that this was something that I needed to take me to that next level. That semester, I got the worst grades that I ever got in college. But it was so worth it because the program literally changed my life. Um, yeah, from there, I kept grinding, kept grinding, kept grinding. 2013, I got signed, and it was my first time seven at BDC. And literally from there, my life changed forever. Uh, from 2014 until now, every day, every fucking year, I just open my eyes, and I'm just like, I can't believe this is happening. So... That's like my story and I'm I'm just yeah. like super gra- I'm super grateful for all the amazing things that happened. Like obviously you read the bio so I don't have to <laughs> I
0: names. tried to read the <laughs> bio. I've forgotten how to <laughs> read.
1: Games, but um I'm just super grateful to be in a position where I had a dream as a kid, had no idea how that, how that was gonna happen and it happened and yeah, um That's how I'm here
0: now. (laughs) You know what's so crazy? I think I went to your Boston, your BAA show because I went to the Cambridge School of Weston and our dance director was friends with like the director of your program. And like, we all went to see the performance. So I wonder if I like saw you dancing in high school because we're just one year apart. So it's like...
1: And I was in all those shows. I was was in high school. I was going to make sure that I was in all those pieces. So you probably did see me.
0: Before you went to BAA, what kind of dance experience did you have? Did you go to a studio at all or you know what was so, your movement training?
1: I actually didn't start going to um I still call it my home studio because I was still a kid and I like still am friends and still participate in the studio now, but I didn't really start going to a studio until I was fifteen. Um Origination Cultural Arts Center is a studio in Boston as well. Um it's like my family, like that's where I really started To do professional work, but um, prior to that, it was just like raw talent, just a wild ass dancer (laughs) all over the place. Um, I was in like a dance group, but I I had no training prior to going to BAA. It was really just passion and me making up what I thought was good choreography and me dancing to what I was good. but one thing about me is I'm very honest with myself and I knew once I got around people who are amazing that I wasn't as good as I thought. So it was about like working hard in BAA and getting that technique and working hard in this, in this studio. So I could be great. Um, being in the studio, we got to do Wild Out Wednesday, which was like a huge thing on 106 and Park at the time. Um, when Anne first became an artist, we uh, did a BET competition and we got to perform with her. Um, so and cool. through doing that performance, I worked with uh, Manway, who's another choreographer, and Cheryl Murakami So this uh, studio really opened my eyes to the commercial world and what it was like. Like We were in Boston and nine of us took buses up to New York to have rehearsal with Anne. And then we came back to Boston to teach the rest of the group. I was 18 years old, and I'm like, "Fuck, that's Laurie Ann from making the band." Like,
0: literally, so th-
1: th- yeah. This studio really like opened my eyes to what the commercial world was like. And we have one rehearsal with her. We had to get it. We had to get it together. So that was prior to BAA. Hey, that was like the training that I had um, in terms of dancing.
0: Yeah, and that is so good because I feel like people really sleep on Boston a lot, and there are so many good dancers who have come from Boston from studios. Like, even just having that experience is insanely amazing. That the organ, like the whole studio, was able to organize that, and just like I don't know, there's so many, there's so much talent in Boston, and I, I I always say like I love Boston, but like. It doesn't feel like you can be there if you want to pursue the arts, which is so frustrating, unless, like, you're okay. If you want to, like, roll around in the dirt and, like, you know, feel your feelings, which I love. Like, my mom's a modern dancer, so I love that. But there is just, like, a disconnect, I feel like, in Boston with the arts. And, like, there's so many good people, and I wish there were opportunities for those good people in Boston as well as New York. So maybe that's something that'll happen in the
1: future. I think... I think um, I agree with you I think Boston is definitely more of a place like if you want to be a teacher if you want to be a lawyer those type of things but I think that it's important that us as dancers artists from Boston that we have to rep where we're from you know a lot of people think that I'm from New York and I always correct them (laughs) New York is my home, like, where I live now, but Boston is where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. There's a group of, like, Boston dancers that I am still friends with, a group of Boston dancers that I know that are amazing. We're all working. We're all doing great things. So I think it's important that we, like, big up Boston because even now there are amazing, amazing, amazing dancers in Boston, but they're there. So they feel like there's nothing there, but you have, like, Shaquan, who's dancing for Chris right now. You have uh, Giovanni, who has danced with...
0: Uh, Everyone. Everyone. Literally, everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mickey who's danced with everybody. You know, we there's these great.
0: Yeah, and isn't the I think the guy who started Playground is from Boston too? I think yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Uh-huh. Like there's so like I only just found out that recently, yeah, yeah, so it's but like
1: Z who's danced for Gaga for over ten years. He's
0: Boston. from Boston. I didn't even know that.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
0: We're I so just, great. Think,
1: yeah, we just, we just gotta <laughs> put on for the city, and we gotta let people know. Like Yeah.
0: It's true, it's true. So I wanted to know, when you went to college, did you major in dance, or did you have another major?
1: Um, so, that's the funny story. <laughs> um, so after leaving BAA, where we predominantly did uh, technical technique. So we did, we took ballet every, every week. Well, your freshman, sophomore year, you take ballet every day. We took modern, we did jazz, we did ballet, we did tap, we did all those things. After doing that, I realized... I'm happy to have it under my belt, but it's not something that I loved. It's not something that I wanted to pursue. And I, I've always had this feeling that, and obviously, to dance, you don't have to go to college for it. You just need to keep training. So I, th- I think that was my mindset. Um, you can ask my mom. Obviously, she's in here. My aunt my, <laughs> my grandmother, they all know. I'm, I was the there is no plan B type of person. So really, I went to college for communication arts, which whatever, like. What kind of major is that? But
0: I'm sure it's but, helped you in some way, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so, maybe, whatever. <laughs> but college was really a way for me to get to New York. Um, but I didn't go to college for dance. Um, I danced in college. I was on the dance team. But um, yeah, I, w- I went for communication arts. And that was just my way to have somewhere to live and to go to B.D.C. <laughs> yeah.
0: Was Was college, because I don't know, I feel like, because you graduated in two thousand from high school in two thousand eight, right? Is that and I graduated two thousand nine. So like, I feel like even back then, it there wasn't the same kind of situation as now, where it's like people are kind of more okay of like thinking, oh, maybe you don't need college. Maybe you could take some time. Like it felt like it was very much like this is the track that you're going to. This is like you have to go to college. Like there's no other option. So I don't know if you felt if you would go back in time would you have still gone to college
1: i think uh it's i i I say yes and no um i say yes because i I just think that it's an accomplishment to go to college i think um especially me i was the first person in my family to go to college um like straight out of high school. So that's an accomplishment in itself. And I learned so many life skills. I learned how to survive in college. So, And the experience that I had was amazing. So for that reason, I would say yes. But for everything else, honestly, I would say no. I could have like did a, a BDC program in. Yeah. I would have been fine. But literally college kind of defined who I was as a person. And it has defined me as a person. I learned how to live. I had experiences in it. And it teaches you how to interact with people, how to be a business before you're a business. So as much as like in the moment, I was like, I don't want to be here. I literally do feel like college definitely helped me be where I am, it helped me to have to know how to be business minded, to know how to communicate with people, to know how to save my money, like it, it to know how to write. Some dancers don't know how to
0: That's write <laughs> that's the most important thing I think college. Like I totally agree with you on that. Like sometimes I I get like down on myself cuz I'm like, wow, like I could have been so much farther where I want to be if I hadn't gone to college. But then I think about it and it's like I needed those 4 years to that's- learn about who I was outside of being under my parents' roof and, like, experiencing the world and finding out what I actually wanted to do. Like, of course, I always wanted to dance, but if I hadn't gone to college and been like, no, like, I really do want to take this seriously, I could have burnt out very easily just moving right right to New York and being frantic and not knowing. But I think there are some people who, like, easily could just go into dance and some people who probably really would benefit from four years of college or even two years or something like that so I think it definitely is personal but I always like to ask people who go to college because I think lately it's it's a lot of like don't go to college you don't need it don't waste your money but I do think I learned a lot although it is a lot of money for no reason to be that much money so
1: (laughs) absolutely like I could have learned those things by not being there but again like I made friends who I love and still speak to I've made like connections and just being there it 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 changed my life so
0: yeah and having friends outside of the industry too and like having people who are are you know talented and and that's that's networking for down the line you never know who the people you meet in college are gonna go off and go in these different branches and do something and
1: and and that it is crazy that you say that because people in college have people who I met in college, who I kept relationships with, who I was nice to, have now looked out for me later on in life. Even though we're not talking about this, I always tell people, it is about how you make people feel and it's about how you treat people. The people that you don't need anything from or you don't think that you need anything from will come down later on in life and help you when you don't even know. it. So I I totally agree with that.
0: What has been one of like, I, it, this is such a hard question because you've literally done so much, but I was wondering if you could share like your favorite dance experience as a professional dancer. And then maybe maybe I can change that, like give you three, like one teaching, one creating, choreographing, and one performing because you've done literally everything.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. My favorite teaching experience was in 2016 Um one of my biggest teaching goals at that time was to teach in Japan. Teach in Japan, teach in Japan. I wanted to go to Japan, really, but it was to teach in Japan, too, because I have such a strong following, uh, Japanese following, and so many like um, students from Asia, period, come to my class. So in 2016, um, a friend of mine who was from Korea, she set up like this tour for me in Korea. And everyone was like, oh my god, you're so close. Come to Japan, come to Japan, come to Japan. And at that time I was trying to stand my ground and like um really be professional and like not fly myself out. I was like, you know, I'm close, but I want somebody to fly me out. Like I want to be that person, like I want to show that I am in demand, blah blah blah, whatever that was in my head. But I mean you still shouldn't fly yourself out, but that's just where I was. <laughs> Um, and it ended up happening. They found out I was in Korea and they flew me from Korea to Japan. Um, I spent seven days in Korea and four days in Japan and it was the craziest thing because it was something that I, I said that I wanted and I said it was going to happen and it happened. Um, yeah, Darren's in the comments right now. Yes. (laughs) We had the best time. It, It was literally one of the best experiences of my life still and i've traveled so many places but that was still one of the best um my mother wrote down one of the dance experiences already yeah i'm gonna use, <laughs> kelly. I'm gonna use kelly as a choreography experience so my favorite dance experience was uh probably uh the vmas with j-lo um so uh what happened with that was i got booked maybe like a month and a half before we started rehearsal for the VMAs to do the NBC upfronts and for the NBC upfronts, uh, it was a uh, world of dance. So it was a uh, Derek Hoth, Neo, JLo, and all oh, the other woman, I forgot her name. Um, I don't but the other, she's like the host of the show. So pretty much what it was is we danced for them. They each had a section and we danced for them. So the last section was JLo. Um, and I was like, all of my life, I've pretty much been told that I was, like, this short, like, skinny guy, and I wouldn't be able to dance for, like, those type of female artists. So I was like, fuck, like, we have this opportunity to dance for J-Lo. But J-Lo was like, so she had her dancers. She had her own dancers for her section, and then we were dancing for the other people. But Nappy Tabs wanted to add her dance, and us too. So she came in rehearsal, and she was like, well, I want to see. So we went we went crazy, like we went in.
0: And I've heard she's a tough, a yeah, tough cookie tough. to work for. <laughs> she's
1: tough. So we did so we did that that, was, that happened, that was done. Um, it just so happened that um, a few years before that I did um, the Monster Show and Nappy tabs were the directors of our show. So that was, I want to say in May. So June goes by. I did a, a choreography job in June. July happens, I was actually like in LA. So, I knew the VMAs were coming back to New York. So, I was so excited. And anybody who knows me, the 10 people in here, if they know me, they know <laughs> I'm the king of manifestation.
0: You seriously? I was going to say that a few moments ago because you that, that, really that's, are.
1: That's me. So, I was like, VMAs are coming to New York. I'm doing the VMAs. I'm doing the VMAs that in my city, life is happening. So, I was teaching, oddly enough, in Cape Cod. Teaching in Cape Cod. And Random. Yeah, as I'm sleeping, like I'm falling asleep, the VMA commercial keeps coming on. VMA commercial keeps coming on. And I'm like, I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping. My phone goes off and it says Jennifer Lopez VMAs. So I'm like, I'm dreaming. I'm like I'm dreaming. Like I know this is crazy. So I went back to sleep. I went back to sleep.
0: Oh my god. Waited
1: waited like maybe three or four hours to answer that email. And then something was like, no. Wake up. I woke up in it with Nappy Tab's assistant saying, was I available for um, a workshop for the VMAs with JLo from July up until the show? So it wasn't confirmed that I was performing. It was just that I was going to be in the workshop. Mm -hmm. And in my head, my first thought was, that's probably what's going to happen. I'm just going to do the workshop. But right away, I was like, no, fuck that. I'm doing this. So I got in the gym. That that was a Sunday, Monday morning (laughs) I was in the gym. Because I knew, I knew with J-Lo we were going to be shirtless. So for that whole month, I was in the gym, I was in the gym. We started the workshop. It was great. Like, I was in there. I was doing what I needed to do. Like, it was only, it was her dancers and then me and another girl. So me and the other girl were replacing two of her dancers because they weren't available for the workshop. But obviously, Mm. they were going to do the show. So that, that three weeks goes by. And then we had a break and then we went into production rehearsals. So I'm like, whatever, when then like then I gotta ask me back to these rehearsals. So they ended up saying that I could do it. So I was like worried, like I'm excited, but then I'm like, I'm gonna put in the back because I'm filling in for this dancer. So her dancer came back. So then they do first positions. I stayed in the back because I'm like, I know they're gonna put him in a spot and a uh, Kyle, who's a choreographer, he's like, Keenan, are you gonna get to your spot? And I was like, "Whoa!" Oh my God. like I worked my ass off to keep that spot. Like I had never worked so hard in my life because I just felt like the underdog. I felt like the guy who wasn't supposed to be here because I heard that so many times. Like mm. you're the teacher, you're the choreographer. Oh, you you don't fit this role. And I worked hard for that spot, you know. And not only that, I was the only brown skin guy up there. I worked for that spot. So That for me, that dance job was, um, that stands out in my mind because a lot of times we're told that there's this type of mold that you have to fit. Only this type of person can do this job. Oh, you're too big, you're too small, you're too this, you're too that. And for me, that was the first time that, um, in my head, I was like, I always tell my students, if you're undeniable, there's no way that it can't happen. And that was the first time where my words actually worked for me. So
0: Wow. That, oh, that was, yeah, i love that, was, that. that was and amazing. seeing that video it was like it's just so clear that you were meant to be doing that and you fit perfectly in that and it worked so well so like for people to have like i hate that how people have this like you are in this track and this is what you can do it's like who says like we can do what we want to do like rude
1: so that was my favorite um dance job so choreography job uh Kelly Rowland, hands down. Um, I was assistant choreographer for Kelly Rowland in so October cool. of last year. Uh, Luan was the choreographer. I was the assistant choreographer. Um, everybody knows that I love Kelly. Kelly is from <laughs> her Everybody knows that. Um, I had been manifesting that for five years. Five years, like making videos, writing post-its, like doing all these things. And I just have so many stories with these things. Um, I was in China um, teaching. I got an email from my agent and she was like, "Um, we want to do an avail check for you to choreograph um, a music video for Dua Lipa. Mm -hmm. So in my head, I'm like, cool, I'm going to be expecting an email because I'm going to book this job. But when she told me we would get the email, I was going to be on a plane heading back to New York. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to miss the email and I'm going to miss this opportunity. But I was like, you know what? No, I'm putting it in the air. I'm going to get that email. I'm going to get that email. So the whole week that I was in China, I kept putting like this energy in the air that I was going to get an email. So I land, no email, but I had a text from Wong and she's like, "Are you free this week?" Um but the text was like 3 hours later. Like so I responded 3 hours later and I'm like, "I'm free." But I know how these things work. Like the industry works fast. So I was like, "Damn, whatever that was, I missed that opportunity." Um Not knowing that the reason why she didn't get back to me was because she was in an audition at the time. So I got home. Luan calls me as I'm stepping out of my Uber. And she's like, hey, so here's the deal. This is going to be a really quick turnover. Have this show that I'm doing with Kelly in Australia. And I want you to come in as assistant choreographer.
0: Casual. Just with Kelly. Casual.
1: I was like, "Yeah, I can do it. Thank you so much. You're great. I'm gonna send you a text message, and we'll figure it out. Cool." I called my mother. I was outside balling. I'm like, you know I "Mommy, mean? it's happening! It's happening!" She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, "It's happening!" <laughs> it was Kelly. So we started rehearsals like the next day. I don't know if Kessie's still in here, but Kessie was actually a stand-in for the for Kelly Rowland for those rehearsals.
0: Oh my God! So cool.
1: <laughs> so we're in rehearsal in New York. I knew the show was in Australia. I assumed that I probably wasn't going to go. But just to know that my my choreography was going to be on that stage was enough for me at that moment. So we're going over the show. We're going over everything. And uh, Luwam's calling Kelly, like, trying to confirm the set list and everything like that. And Luwam is, like, talking to me because I'm writing everything down. I'm writing these things down. So Kelly goes, who are you talking to? And she goes, oh, I'm talking to my assistant, Keenan." And she goes, oh, my God, I love Keenan!" And I was like...
0: I would have passed out. I would have just dropped dead.
1: What in the world is going on? Like, <laughs> it was crazy. So, we finished rehearsal. It was coming down to like the last day of rehearsal. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this was amazing. Like, I hope that we get to do more shows. Luam goes, okay, so, Keenan, we got to like figure out like these fight things because I got to get you to Australia. And I was like, what? So, I mean, two days later, we were off to Australia. Like, I flew to L.A. for a few days to get my hair cut and because um, my because the flight goes from New York, uh, Sydney. I mean, New York, Cali, Cali to Sydney.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, boom, we get to L.A. We get to Sydney. Uh, it was Luwam's first time in Australia, my first time in Australia. And just a side note, Australia was on my list that year to travel to because I had never been. So that was two in one.
0: So if there's any... Anyone out there who's doubting whether we should be setting goals and writing them down and manifesting them, especially in January—that's when it's trendy. You could do it anytime though. Keenan nah, is the master, so we need to follow his example.
1: <laughs> that, that is real. So we get to all show, yeah. We start rehearsing. Everything's cool. Like um, originally, she—it was two guys that she had, and then the um, pulls me to the side and she's like, "Oh, Kelly wants you to dance too," and I'm like.
0: She's like, what <laughs> Kelly's like, basically your best friend is what you're telling me
1: <laughs> I, Oh because the plot thickens this is gonna be the longest story I tell
0: so, I'm here for it
1: <laughs> so uh, so I'm dancing so we're creating we're creating I'm dancing I'm, I'm I'm dancing I'm creating I'm talking doing all this stuff so like we we created this intro and Kelly was like you know what I want three more guys and then it literally became the show that I always wanted to choreograph. It was six guys, her. We were able to do all these cool things. Like, it was amazing. And that was enough for me. I was good with that. I was like, this is great. One day, um, the first morning, um, I woke up, I had breakfast. Obviously, I was jet lagged because I was on New York time. Um, And I'm eating. Like, I'm so hungry. I'm eating because I was up for such a long time, and breakfast didn't start till seven. I'm eating, I'm eating. Somebody goes, Keenan? I look up with this. Crab omelet in my mouth, and it's, and it's Kelly.
0: <laughs> and that's the first time you see her in person.
1: Right. And she's like, "She's like, do you want to come sit with us?" I was like,
0: "It's like the popular girl at school coming to say, like, you can sit with us."
1: <laughs> yep. So for three days, three days straight, every morning I would wake up, go down there early on purpose because I knew she was having breakfast, and we would have breakfast together, meet her, Luam, her manage, her manager at the time, and. It was just dope. So that was my favorite, like choreography um, experience. And I always thank Buam so much for allowing me to assist her on that and get in, like literally, letting one of my biggest dreams come true. So that's- that
0: is amazing. And like to think that like you've accomplished that as like one of your biggest dreams, and like you are still so early in your career. So I'm just so excited to see like. All the stuff that you're going to do, like, oh, it's just, I don't know. It's just so exciting.
1: That is that story. Um, Yeah, so that was crazy. Even just telling it because I haven't told it in a long time. That is insane.
0: So good. And while you're getting that ready, it's time for our first game. So everyone in the comments, get ready because you can participate in this game. We're playing... Ooh, we're playing. Let me get my graphic ready. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for Would You Rather. (laughs) And don't worry, it's not like so scandalous. It's a pre-made, um card games, so nothing is too crazy. There are some weird ones in here though, but I'm actually, I think I'm gonna have to get people to submit some would you rathers because I've used up most of these and I'm getting bored with them and so people are probably bored with them. So I'm gonna randomly pick some and if you're in the comments, let me know which you would rather. So, would you rather cry 126 tears each time you saw a car? Or have parrot feet for ears. And I just realized we played this game when I saw you and we story time for myself. The first time that like restaurants opened up for like pickup food in the during this pandemic. We like socially distanced with Kessie and like went to get Harlem... Uh, we went to Harlem and got food, and I brought this with me, and I just remembered that. So hopefully we don't get one that you already answered, but that was literally the best day of my 2020, so.
1: You said cry 126 tears every time you see a car or have parrot feet for ears?
0: Yes, exactly.
1: I'd rather have parrot feet for ears. Really? Yeah, I could wear a hoodie, like...
0: You could make it cute. You could make it cute. Yeah,
1: I could do a bandana over my ears, but, like, literally, I see cars all... I would be crying all the time.
0: I already cry all the time, so I think I'd pick the crying, because it wouldn't be any different than my real life. (laughs) Okay, next one. Next one. Okay, let's see. Would you... (laughs) This one's funny. Would you rather bump your head every morning as you woke up, or... Fart flames every time you kiss someone.
1: Bump your head every morning you wake up. Oh, because you only wake up once a day. But, like, farting flames is absolutely ridiculous.
0: (laughs) You would go through so many pants. (laughs) And you have so many cute pants, so you can't ruin them. (laughs) Would you rather... I feel like you already do one of these things. Um, Would you rather get stung by a jellyfish every time you take a shower? Or have to crawl everywhere like a lizard.
1: I guess get stung every time we take a shower because I could take baths.
0: True, that is a way to work around it. But what if then you're taking a bath with the jellyfish in the bath?
1: I think still that. I think still that.
0: Yeah, I feel like yeah. you'd be really good at crawling like a lizard though because you have so many funny, weird, comical ways of moving.
1: But everywhere, that's- <laughs> Yeah,
0: true. That, imagine like you met Kelly but you were crawling like a lizard.
1: Like this, you
0: know. No, yeah, that's not good, that's not good. (laughs) Now, this part of the show, I love to talk to everyone who's a guest about some of their passions outside of dance. Um, Whether it's silly or serious or whatever, because a big part of why I started this show is because I think that it's really important to have a full life outside of dance and, you know... I think you're a really great person who's an example of that, especially like, you know, when you had your birthday, when we were allowed to have birthdays and you celebrated the whole month and like did stuff and like you're just, I feel like you have such a great balance of having an actual life and still being successful at dance. And it doesn't, dance doesn't have to consume you in order to call yourself a dancer. So take it away. Tell us some of your passions outside of dance.
1: Yeah, um first I just want to go off of what you said. Um I think I think it, it it is really important to have something else. I always say this to people, have something else that you love, have something else that brings you joy because this is not always going to be that. This industry is it, it's not about how good you are, you know. So there are so many other things that come into play so it's really important to have other things that you love. It's really important to live a full life. It's really important to create memories and i feel like i waited a little bit too long to do that um my mother's in here she can attest i missed so many things as a teenager and as like maybe like in my young adult years because i was dancing i mean of course everybody understands that and supports that but like to me my family is so important to me now that's why i don't miss holidays that's why i'm at every event because we get so caught up in this industry and sometimes it's not even what we expect it to be so i appreciate this segment. when it comes to what I love outside of here, I love food. (laughs) I am a foodie. Um, During quarantine, um, I wanted to learn how to cook better. I wanted to learn how to uh, cook better things. I wanted to learn um, different recipes and stuff. So I became like a HelloFresh enthusiast. Um, And that was my way of learning new recipes and um, learning like different ways to cook. And it seems super intimidating, but um, the more that you try and the more that you cook, the easier it becomes. Um, so that is definitely something that I love to do. I love to cook. I love trying new things. I obviously love to go out to different restaurants to figure out different foods and things that I like. Um, another thing that I love is fashion. Um, I love clothes. I love sneakers. I love all of that. I love putting outfits together and things like that. Um, so um, I'm always like, kind of doing photo shoots and styling friends and when I do my own videos, I do the styling because it's just something that's so interesting to me and um, something that I just love and to use my creativity in a different way. But um, (laughs) fashion fashion and food. Um, Fun fact, when I'm, I don't ever want to say I'm going to be done dancing, but when I am like at that place where I'm like, okay, I can do other things. I actually want to go to culinary arts school and do that whole thing um cool I, yeah i really think that that would be uh something cool and when it comes to the fashion i'm actually working on something this year with fashion so I'm are absolutely... you
0: starting a clothing line is this is this a, a hot little tidbit of information you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh my so god I'm... i got an exclusive but... <laughs> I, I, I,
1: like you said it's important to uh, have a life, but I think it's important to also set up a life outside of dance because one, we know that this doesn't last forever. And two, I I just think it's smart to have different streams of income, different things that you love. And I want to be making money when I'm awake. I want to be making money in my sleep. I want to be making money when I'm doing one thing. So yeah, I, I now want to start to utilize those passions um, that aren't just dancing,
0: you know. Yeah, and I was actually going to bring that up, too, because I remember um, in the summer, or whenever it was, when James had his show on, on Instagram, which I hope comes back, I know you were a guest, and you talked a lot about, like, finances, like, and dancers, and I think that that's something that, you know, I, I was lucky to learn some of the stuff that you talked about through the Rock You program mm-hmm. that Luam did, but I feel like you have such a great grasp on that, too, and you're really smart with your money, and and that's stuff that I feel like the world needs to be taught more, and especially dancers, especially freelancers and stuff. So I don't know if you have any, like, hot tips for that. or I mean, obviously, you're not a financial advisor, so no one, you know, come for us and sue us. But I think that you probably have a few tips that you could probably offer.
1: I, I, I think the, the simplest tip and this is how I started to save money is when you start to get a little bit more of it, or even when you're just, when you're getting a check, I used to split my money in three ways. You know, maybe I couldn't split it evenly because I wasn't making all the money that time, but I always split my money in three ways. And I still do this now checking account, rent savings account. I always, always did that. And I am a person that's like, I don't touch the other two accounts. So If there's no money in my checking account, your boy is broke, you know? And that's how you start to save money, and that's how you start to, like, double your money and things like that, and... Of course, we want to treat ourselves. If I was to turn this camera around and you see all the sneakers in my house, you would see that I treat I treat myself. But I think it's important to say, especially as dancers, I know like after class, we want to go to BBQs and get drinks and we want to be around the choreographers and be in all these places. But you have to make sure you're good because at the end of the day, look at where we're in now. We're in a pandemic where maybe 10% of the dance community is working and the rest of us. I ain't gonna say us oh, because I'm working too. <laughs> but the rest, but the, rest, the, rest, the rest of the community is, is not able to work or work as often because I, I, in terms of like industry work, I'm not working as often as I would normally work too. So you have to be set. Like you have to be okay and you have to still have different streams of income and have money saved for moments like this. And I think. That because this pandemic happened, I think it's starting to open people's eyes with saving money and having, like my mother said, multiple streams of income and just being smarter with your money.
0: Okay, well, that brings us to our last game. It's less of a game, but... Dun, 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 dun. Uh-huh. questions, questions... <laughs> I'm no James with the soundboard. I hope to one day have some <laughs> good soundboards. So I have these cards that okay. I mostly took from a website that said questions to ask your dad so they're fun <laughs> but <laughs> okay. I've added a few in here they're loosely color coordinated so I'm just gonna pick one randomly from each color and if anything is too personal you can always pass none of them are really that crazy but of course we want you to feel comfortable here on dancers doing stuff
1: gotcha
0: all right let's see what you get are your feet the same size?
1: Okay, so clinically, <laughs> I've never been diagnosed with one foot bigger than the other. But I, if I like, my left foot is always hurting a little bit more than my right. So if you like see me sitting down somewhere, most of the time my left shoe is off because I think one my left foot is bigger than my right.
0: I think my left foot is bigger than my right, just a yeah. tiny bit, like just yeah, it's, just it's, enough it's, to bother yeah. me.
1: It's really small, but I think so.
0: <laughs> Interesting, wow, we got some good info. Okay, pick another color. Blue. Who is your partner in crime? You have a lot of partners in crime, I feel uh, like.
1: It, it depends on what I'm doing. It depends on what I'm doing. Like, if I'm gonna talk trash, my partner in crime is my sister. Like, my little sister, Khalees, she's not in here because she's in work right now, but that's my homie, like, we we talk trash. Um <laughs> Like my partner in crime to like do some like real ratchet stuff is like my best friend Drake <laughs> and my partner in crime to be crazy is Darren, Darren and Dan.
0: Like yeah, those are,
1: those are my partners in crime for that. so i have I have like three sets of partners in crime, depending on what it is,
0: yeah, you've got a whole like crime syndicate of right. fun of fun, no illegal activity, just, just wildness. I mean, you've also, we can't end this without even bringing up your amazing rapping skills. So that is,
1: that's,
0: <laughs> you're that's, a rap star.
1: The people are going to get that this year too. So don't even worry about it.
0: I'm, I'm not ready for 2021. <laughs> okay, next color. Pink. They're technically different colors on the other side. So sometimes it's a little hard for me. Um, okay. What food do you crave more than any other?
1: Okay, so in life it would be like chicken, but I went vegetarian in November and I realized that I didn't need chicken as much as I thought, so wow. cauliflower is my new need.
0: Like just plain cauliflower or do you have like buffalo cauliflower? Buffalo,
1: buffalo cauliflower is my favorite, but I, like during the time of me going. uh Uh, Armando's in here. He's uh, my friend from Canada. He also went vegetarian with me in November.
0: (laughs) Wow.
1: I would say buffalo cauliflower. I have to have it at least once a week.
0: Do you make it like yourself? Like you have a recipe that you love?
1: (laughs) During during quarantine, I was going to say during COVID. (laughs) During (laughs) quarantine, I learned how to make uh, buffalo cauliflower. So I either make it or I I get it somewhere. Um, When I was home for uh, Christmas, I made it too for my family.
0: Oh, that sounds so good. Okay, <laughs> last question of these. When you were little, what did you want to be? That might be an easy
1: question. <laughs> oh When I was little, I wanted to be a dancer. Yeah.
0: Perfect, like, period. I used to,
1: yeah, I used to say a dancer and a choreographer. Chore- choreographer. I used to say choreographer wrong, but like I, I knew what it was. Uh, so that's, that's what I wanted to be, and I always used to say I wanted to live in New York before I even knew what New York was. I used to say it, and it's always freaking crazy to realize like those things are they're real yeah they're real happening so it's cool.
0: you have really started manifesting as a baby.
1: baby as a baby
0: as a baby oh my gosh amazing and so the last official question uh before we actually no i lied i lied to you i wanted to see because i started asking this with neil so i have two questions that i ask everyone i guess now okay. do you What is one piece of advice that you would want to give to a dancer? Um, And I know that's like a really hard, big question. And you've given Um, so much advice already, but.
1: Yeah, I think the the answer just gave me chills in my body because I feel like everybody loses this at some point in their life. I think you have to remember why you started dancing. Because as much as I love this industry, it's, it's not great. You know, you you get caught up in so many things. Um, You start to lose yourself because you're trying to get these jobs and get this attention. So I think it's really important to remember why you started dancing. And for me, I was watching my mom in a basement practice with her group. And I I wanted to do that. So the times where it's hard, the times where things aren't happening the way I want them to, the times when things do happen the way I want them to. I think about four, five-year-old me watching my mother dance in a basement and being inspired by that and being at shows, like I was at all her shows and hair shows and everything. Like, I always bring myself back to that when I'm in those moments where I'm like, this fucking sucks. I hate this. And I I think we have to remember that and that's always going to bring you back to a positive and a good place and it's going to always ignite that fire in you because there's always something that's knocking you down and making you not want to do it. There's always something that is going to deter you from it. There's always something that's purposely trying to stop you from dancing. And it's when, you, when you're when you at that moment where you feel like you want to give up, that's when you break through and like your wildest dreams come true. So, yes, remember why you started. And if you can't remember, then you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> but if, if you can remember that, you'll always, 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 always like get back to that place where you started.
0: I love that so much. Okay. The last official question is what brings out your most creative self?
1: Um, what brings out my most creative self? Music. Music. Mm-hmm. And it's not even just dance. Like when I'm looking for an outfit for the day, I play music. When I'm feeling sad, I play music. When I'm just on the train, I play music. Obviously, when I'm choreographing, I play music. It it makes me creative. When I'm cooking, I play music. Like, if I'm writing a text message that I'm passionate (laughs) about, or an email that I'm passionate about, I play music. Um, it- it's like there's a song for every mood. There's a beat. There's a vibe. There are lyrics that you can relate to. Uh, music is that is that for me. It's, it's, it's what makes me the most creative. It's what makes me the most happy sometimes. Shit, it's the thing that makes me sad. When I'm in a bad mood, I have songs that I play to make me feel good. When I'm sad and I want to stay into my sadness, I have songs that I listen to to stay in the sadness. So music is definitely uh, what like makes me and brings that creativity out.
0: Amazing. okay now if you have anything to plug, I know we have your Instagram for the video live viewers but for the audio viewers or audio listeners, what's the right thing? Yep. I don't know. Tell us where people can find you.
1: Okay, so you can find me on Instagram and Twitter AO Keenan both are AO Keenan and on Facebook. it is uh, Keenan Cook's dance um, and then oh YouTube because we're on YouTube right now. Uh, YouTube is call me K Cooks, or you can just type in Keenan Cooks. Most of the time you type because
0: in you gotta like
1: that. <laughs> I want to show my painting.
0: <laughs> I love it. Mine is actually not done because I was so like amazed. I was just painting mine a white base, and I think I'm gonna do some decorations over it, but I didn't finish it. So we'll have to come back to this one day. And if you. Awkward. It's broken now. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so if I'll definitely post a picture of this. I have the Dancers Doing Stuff Instagram. I only started it like two thirds of the way through the last season, so I haven't really gotten Yeah, so you can find all of the stuff here on Essentially Haley, the YouTube videos. I have them. Usually every Wednesday we'll have a live guest and then the dancers doing stuff podcast audio version of the show goes live every friday with mini episodes on sunday that have a creative challenge for the week if you want to just listen on sundays and you know get a little burst of creativity that's something you can find on apple Podcasts, spotify basically anywhere that has podcasts apparently there are other places um definitely subscribe to the youtube channel i'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers Uh, As soon as possible. I think I'm at 2.04, so, you know, I have a ways to go, but it's okay. Um, And what else? You can find my personal information at Haley Grove on Instagram. Um, And I think that is it. Thank you so much for being the first guest of Season 2. This has been so fun, even though it was a journey to get here, but we did it. Um, and this has been one of the best episodes yet, so. I'm
1: proud of you, Haley, for doing this. I'm proud of you for sticking to it. This is amazing, and I think, like, it's a dope avenue for you, so keep it up, keep doing it. Thank you for having me. I know we've been trying to do this for a while, so I appreciate it. Thank you to my family. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Appreciate it.
0: Amazing. All right, well, have a great night, everyone. If anyone out there is looking to start a podcast but doesn't know where to begin, I have a great tip for you. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's actually what I'm using right now. Anchor is free to use and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a ton of other places. Another cool thing is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is right in one place. Seriously, it's so easy. My first ever episode I recorded sitting in my closet, talking to my phone in the dark. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. <laughs>